non-rock a boatus must stop. I don't want to rock the boat. I want to sink it. Are you going to bark all day, little doggy, or are you going to bite? Brett, delusional. Delusional is okay in your worldview. I'm an animal. You don't chastise chickens for being delusional. You don't chastise pigs for being delusional. So you calling me delusional using your worldview is perfectly okay. It doesn't really hurt. <laughs> she hung up on me. Yes! Yes! Oh what? What? Desperate times call for faithful men and not for careful men. The careful men come later and write the biographies of the faithful men, lauding them for their courage. Go into all the world and make disciples. Not go into the world and make buddies. Not to make brosives. Right. Don't go in the world and make homies. Right. Disciples. Well, I, yeah. got, I got a bit of a jiggle neck. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke, Pastor. When we have the real message of truth, we cannot let somebody say they're speaking truth when yeah. they're not. Likewise, urge the younger men to be self-controlled. Show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works. And in your teaching, show integrity, dignity, dignity, excuse me, and sound speech that cannot be condemned, so that an opportunity may be put to shame, having nothing evil to say about us. That would be Titus chapter 2, verses 6 through 8. What is up, Apologia Radio listeners? We have a uh, kind of a mishmash show here today. We got like a Apologia Radio provoked theologians thing going on. Mm -hmm. vibe. You know, you got the best name for a podcast though. It's theologians, <laughs> the best, it's pretty by far, pretty genius. Yeah, he's saying that because he uh, somebody really came up smart with it. thought of that. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. It's still good. Broken clock is right twice a day, something like that. Yeah, you I did got it. it right. You got it right. Wow. Provoked oh, is do a cool you name. do That's you like historically say common phrases wrong? Oh yeah, we intentionally yeah. do it. Oh okay, just to make things up and then make each other laugh. My my husband, uh, he like combines like two, like two common phrases, but yeah. puts them together. So where you like know what he's saying, but yeah. If you like stop and think about it, I'm like, I don't, I don't know if that's right. Yeah, I'm I grew like, up, is that a Texas thing? One of my nicknames was the wrong word man, and so my dad starts going to a church I planted, and I'm preaching the preaching every Sunday. He's like, one of the reasons I believe in God is there's no way you could have strung together these sentences so, so, you know, Proof of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, it's like that caused him to believe in your God. dad's great. <laughs> that that reminds me. Yesterday in your talk, you didn't say anything wrong, but you said something that made Dennis and I laugh. You were like, it sounded like you were setting up a joke. Yeah. And you were like, so my kids were like, what's up with Satan? And <laughs> Dennis and I were like, I said that? I yeah. can't remember. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I texted him and I was like, so a guy walks into a bar and is like, hey, what's up with Satan? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can always see your facial, your guys' facial responses to my, what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I blew it on that one. Yeah, I would say, don't, move on. don't look at Luke <laughs> <It was> <laughs> <laughs> during your they, important. That's why I sit in the background. <laughs> you can't see me. Anywho, uh, a lot going on right now. I'm going to try to uh, address everything going on briefly, and then I'll bring in our super duper awesome guest. But uh, I'm obviously not Pastor Jeff. He is currently on his way to Denver. So you had to remember where he was at um, for a hearing for a bill tomorrow, uh, an uh, equal protection bill. Zachary Conover is 
on his way to Kentucky for the rally there for our bill. So we have so many things going on right now. I don't know what day and time it is, the date. I forget my name half the time. And uh, hi. So um, <laughs> we just our bill for our equal protection bill in Arizona got dropped last week. We had our pastors meeting yesterday, which was fantastic. Rusty, I'm, I'm going to talk offline with you later about some good things going on there. Um, really good stuff <clears throat> coming out of that meeting. Um, let's see what else. Uh, Kentucky's bill was dropped this week. Ohio's is dropping next week, I believe. Georgia's getting dropped next week. Um, South Carolina's was dropped th- this week or last week. Uh, one of, I don't even know. I can't even remember everyone. There's so many awesome bills going on across the nation that mm-hmm. I can't keep track of them all. So we're literally all over the place. And uh, we would talk a lot this week. God's blessed us with the ability to have multiple awesome elders so if one of us or two of us or all of us <laughs> need to just run and go do a pastor's meeting or go to a hearing or whatever uh we have enough guys to stick around and make sure that uh things don't fall apart so uh praise god for that and uh we got a lot of other bills still coming this year lord willing so um super super exciting stuff and praise god for that the lord's definitely working in our nation there's no doubt about it um and i'm gonna let our guests talk about that in a minute but uh, anything you want to add to that am i missing i'm probably missing something no we just got a lot going on so rusty was just talking we just need prayers prayers from the saints because when you do the work that we were doing as rusty was just um i think so importantly talking to us about you just become public enemy number one and it's kind of it's a good thing when the enemy's attacking you in the sense that you must be doing something right, yeah. you know, as you further the kingdom and you're storming the gates of hell. But it's painful, and uh, yeah, we just need as much prayer as we could possibly get. Yeah, amen to that. What about you, you guys have had all kinds of sickness. Yeah, I feel like every week. Yeah, something. Yeah, well, I just feel like a lot of people in the church are yeah experiencing it's been a crazy. lot of. But I also yeah. I think it's very something I've been thinking about the past like two weeks or so is just sort of contemplating like how the last few years I feel like have prepared me yeah, for some of the struggles that we're facing. Um, and just that like God's always working and doing yeah. things and just, you know, it's like, Oh, if this, if I had been where I was a few years ago, I might not have been equipped to yeah. handle, but mm-hmm. he's always, you know, just, shaping us and equipping us more because he knows what's coming he knows like what the battles are and what the where the war is at and he knows what we need to fight and win and all that just weather the storm yeah we've come a long way in 13 years wow yeah it used to be like who's high today and needs to dump drugs (laughs) who needs to flush some pills today (laughs) Are to you gonna this, so. Are you gonna pass your breathalyzer? <laughs> Still have it in my bag, the church breathalyzer. Haven't well, had to like- use it in a long time, Lord. <laughs> Thankfully, but uh, it's in there. Um. Anyways, so enough rambling. Uh, very excited about our guest today. I'm gonna. You guys, if you've been listening to us for a while, know Rusty Thomas very well. Everything I just mentioned that we're doing is literally a direct fruit of him and his ministry. Even if he tries to deny it, don't listen to him. It is. Uh, We wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for this man. And, uh, you know, he's he's entering a new chapter in life. Uh, I actually just learned some stuff I didn't even know he was doing. Um, And 
you know, he, he's kind of stepped down from heading Operation Save America so he can focus on some other stuff that we're going to talk about. And so I'm very, very, very excited and grateful to have Brother Rusty on today. Rusty, what's up, man? Wow, so good to see you guys, to be with you. Just want you to know how much I love you guys. Oh, we love you too. Ditto. Same. <laughs> <laughs> and your wife. I feel like I just can't. And the Thomas Nation, yeah. which is yes. massive. How many grandkids? Yeah, yeah. How many grandkids do you have? I think we're up to twenty. Oh wow, that's all. Yeah. Huh? And the goal is to have a family reunion in a stadium one day. That's that's the kingdom goal. Yeah, well, well, the way things are going, like that way. ten years, you'll have enough grandkids for <laughs> to fill a stadium because you have thirteen children, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple of them went home to be with the Lord, and then you have twenty. Yeah. 20 grand. Wow. That's amazing. So we got 11 still here and, and, and in some ways we're just getting going, we're just getting started. And, uh, it's just so, so good to see that my children took to heart, the teachings of the Lord. And, um, they're not afraid of that big, bad baby. Um, and they, they see the significance of, you know, having solid marriages and being fruitful and multiply mm-hmm. and, Filling the earth and advancing the kingdom through a godly seed. And it's just so great uh, to see this to come to pass and starting to bear good fruit. Uh, it's it's rewarding. It truly is. Because you still have kids at home, right? Yeah, I still got four daughters who are single, by the way, uh, <laughs> who whose goal in life is to be wives and mothers. <laughs> I couldn't think of a better father-in-law and mother-in-law. I'm sure your daughters are great too, but <laughs> well, they ain't gonna marry me, buddy. <laughs> I'm just saying, you you get you know you you marry one of them and you get great in laws. That's all I'm saying. So, um, uh, what are your what are the age range range for your kids? Oldest to youngest. My oldest is I think 35 now, and my youngest is 15. Wow, praise the yeah. Lord for that. Yes, you Absolutely. got lots of grandkids coming yet. So, you've been busy. Um, tell us what you're up to, and then we will uh, just dissect it from there. Okay. So, yeah, you know, stepped down from, you know, national director of OSA. And, I mean, I didn't think I was, you know, going to retire or anything like that. In some ways, it was kind of refire. Um, but I... It, it, it there wasn't a slowdown period <laughs> there wasn't yeah uh you know uh you know a restful time i'm just not wired that way um and so uh what was interesting as soon as i stepped down uh the nations opened up to me i uh for the first time in my life of serving the Lord, I actually got invited to other nations. Uh, I've gone, I've done short-term missions, but I was never invited to come to a nation. And so, you know, those doors opened up and, and so, you know, traveled abroad. Um, my daughter, Destiny, um, she came to me uh, a few months ago and she literally walked up to me and she put her hands on my head like this and she goes dad we gotta take what's in here 
and put it in there. <laughs> and uh, she, she, she was like, dad, you, you know, it's a generational thing. You know, I know you're not into the whole social media podcast stuff, but that's, that's where the future's going. That's where people are meeting. That's where the exchange of ideas are going on. And so she, uh, pretty much kicked me in my rear and said, we, we got to start a podcast. And, um, and so a few months ago, we started Kingdom Moments with uh, Rusty Thomas. Uh, so we're starting to do this podcast deal and, you know, doing teachings and commentary on the burning issues of the day, you know, from a biblical perspective, doing interviews um, and it's also becoming a warehouse for blog posts and my written materials and other resources. So we got that going. Um, and then, of course, with something that you guys have been actually helping us with is the online school, mm -hmm. the Kingdom Leadership Institute. And um, we're coming along, fellas and uh, Joy. We uh, we got the general website done. It's up and running. Uh, we're at the critical point now where we're doing a lot of the nuts and bolts work to get the the curriculum uploaded, mm -hmm. you know, the the written assignments, the the uh, you know, the lectures and all that kind of stuff. And and for those who do not know about this school, it, it, it has three fields of study. Um, one is to train up faithful pastors and elders in the body of Christ that will not only equip the church to do the work of the ministry, mm -hmm. but to fight the Lord's battles that much of the pulpits in America have ignored mm -hmm. for far too long. It's one of the reasons why we're in the mess we are as a people and as a nation. And so we kind of want to remedy that. And so we're looking for young men of, yeah, of, you know, theology and doctrine and teaching and all that kind of good stuff, but also men of courage, men of integrity, men of action. And, um, Amen. and part of the requirements of going to this school is it's threefold strong of limb and one of the things in fact i still need to follow up with pastor jeff he's supposed to put me in contact with some of the navy seals because one of the requirements to go to this school is you got to be physically fit um you know the mm. so many of the pulpits are filled with men who they're gluttons i mean yeah. they're just they're overweight they're obese this is not a good witness uh, coming from the pulpits of America. And so we, we, we're going to train men physically as well as mentally mm. and spiritually in the ways of the Lord. Well, I can make that happen. Let's talk later. Yeah, we, I, we, I do want to follow happen, yeah. up with that because yep. that's really important guys. It really is. And, and so we, we have the, you know, the ministry side of the school, then we're going to have a field of study that's more business, financial, entrepreneurism. And the Lord has blessed us with a partnership with the Benham Brothers. And um, and Jason Storm is going to be over that field of study. And so we'll be training young men on a, the strong Protestant work ethic, uh, 
mm-hmm. you know, that basically prospered America beyond any other nation on the face of the earth. And so promoting a strong work ethic, learning about the different economic systems, communism, socialism, capitalism, you know, how money works, you know, savings, investment, uh, starting a business and, you know, things of that nature. And with the Benham brothers, we'll have access to a community of entrepreneurs. So every student that signs up, they'll be able to connect with other young entrepreneurs and they can exchange ideas and, you know, challenge each other to uh, build a business and prosper in that business. But the ultimate purpose for that field of study is to raise up future paymasters that will fund the kingdom of God. Mm. And so whatever treasures they yield from hard work, we want to understand that's not for self-aggrandizement. Right. That is to fund right. the kingdom of God. We need resources. You guys know this more than than most and all the things that you're attempting to do to serve the Lord. It takes money. It yep. takes resources <clears throat> to accomplish that. So we want to train young men with that vision and mission. <clears throat> and then the third thing is to raise up godly statesmen. Luke and Zach and Joy, you know that we, we've we had some success in reaching magistrates, mm-hmm. you know, specifically to convert them from pro-life to abolition. And the enemy recognizes that success, but we want to have a long-term vision where we're going to train up young men with a biblical worldview of civil government. You know, the doctrine of interposition, the doctrine of lesser magistrate, um, the biblical um, principles in our founding documents as Americans. And then, of course, to train them with the nuts and bolts. What does it take to run a successful campaign and get elected? So we basically we want to train up young men as godly statesmen. So when they get elected, we don't have to convince them of their duty they will already know what their duty is once they go back through that corrupt system and challenge that system to quit being disobedient and rebelling against their king, which is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and to uphold his commandment in the civil sphere. Amen. And so prayerfully, uh, we'll have that operational uh hopefully within the year. Uh, that That is our goal. <clears throat> and then um, we, uh, of all things, at this stage of my life, it looks like the Lord's calling us to move to Florida and to start a church called the American Reformation Church. And God willing, on October 29th of this year, we'll have our first church service in Florida, and we're kind of connecting it to October 31st, which is the historic Reformation Day anniversary. And this church, brothers and sisters, is based on the four Fs, faith, family, fatherhood, and freedom. And um, we want this to be sort of the antidote to the poison that is now 
you know, hurting our nation. Yeah. And so, of course, we still got the traveling ministry and the writing ministry and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, the Lord's not allowing me to have any moss grow underneath my feet. <laughs> so we're, we're going to press on, guys. I don't think you could tolerate that anyways. No, I'd go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and just to be clear, it's in Melbourne, Florida, not Australia. Just, just for well, clarity. I'm grateful for that. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Um, man, I'm so excited for that. When um, when do you anticipate that being ready? I know you've been working super super hard on that. On the school? Yeah. Well, guys, this, this is where we do need some prayer. Yeah. Because right now, you know, of course, we got Darren Stid. He's going to be over the, the ministry aspects of the school. We got Jason Storms over the financial aspects of the school. And we got a brother... Uh, you, you know, from Indiana, John Jacob, you mm -hmm. know, he was, uh, he, he was a magistrate yeah. in Indiana, ran under ab abolitionism. Um, and he, he may run. I don't know if I should say this. No, I better not. Because <laughs> if he hasn't publicly released this, I better not say it. But for right now, he is over the godly statesman aspects of the school. And so, they're going to be working with the web designer who put together our website and people can check it out. It's called kingdomleadershipinstitute.org. And I, and I want the folks to know too, that apologia and, and your leadership team has helped a little bit, yeah. especially with the ministry aspects of the school. I know you guys have recommended books and things mm. of this nature that we're going to be incorporating. Um, but we're at this point right now, it's a two-year program, and it's four semesters. Okay. And so right now, we got to lay out that entire program. Gotcha. And fill up each semester with, you know, the books that are, are going to, you know, need to be read. They're going to have to do written assignments, do outlines on each chapter of the book. We'll have um, lectures. Um, we will have assignments. Like if you sign up to, let's say, go through the ministry school to be, become a pastor and an elder. Well, one of the things, if you're going to complete the course, is you're going to actually have to do the work. Yeah. And what I mean by that, you know, the Lord talks about what he expects from his church, from his Christians, you know, feed the poor, clothe the naked, right? visit the prisoner, you know, and, and in our day, uh, address and overcome abortion. So literally for them to pass our course, they're going to have to go and feed the poor. Yeah. They're going to have to do that. They're going to have to put their hand to it. They gotta, they're going to have to recognize what that really means. They're going to have to visit the prisoner. They're going to have to learn to preach the gospel in prison. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, they're going to have to, uh, everything that the Lord expects his church to be involved in and to do, you know, he who serves leads. We want these young men to be trained so when they become in positions of authority and leave the church, they're going to have firsthand knowledge 
of what it takes to fulfill all that God has called his church to do and to be. And, and this is really important when it comes to the school, because the model of learning that we're incorporating is learn, do, and then teach. Yeah. Mm. Learn, do, and then teach. I love that so much. Because yeah, it's important. If, because so much of the church, we go from learning to, to teaching. teaching. Exactly. And we're leaving out a really important part of truly learning in the Lord, and that is the application of our faith in the real world. Right, exactly. And so we, we want to remedy that. We really do. Yeah, we should. Because, uh, you know, of course, there's incredible seminaries out there, but they say sometimes a seminary because becomes a cemetery. It's because of that specific thing. You go, you yeah. learn a lot, and then you're thrust into a teaching role. And these young men uh, don't have that knowledge that just general application of the truths of, of, of God's word, especially in the realm of an, evangelism. And then they have a low level of, uh, you know, um, uh, credibility with their people because they haven't been in the trenches and just applied what, what the scriptures are calling them to do. So that's, that's awesome. That's so needed. Well, if, if you think about it, guys, uh, anybody who's been to college and gotten degrees, you know, how much is, ethereal head knowledge that's never applicable you know in the real world you know and i'm not saying that's a waste of time but i am saying that um to be effectual in serving our lord there really needs to be on the job training yeah sure yeah you know and it's like when i've led pastors to come out to the gates of hell. You know, these are men that could preach a house of fire in a church building and then become very mute when it came to the death camp because it, mm. the spiritual atmosphere there, it was fearful, it was intimidating. <clears throat> but to their credit, if they kept coming, they would regain their voice. Yeah. And they would shatter that fear and begin to speak the gospel of the kingdom. And one of the interesting things was not only did they gain courage and re regain their prophetic voice to minister the gospel at the death camps, it absolutely revolutionized their pulpit ministry. Right. Yeah. Hmm. That's because the salt came out of the salt shaker. A wise man says it often that that needs to happen huh <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm i'm so excited for that um before i add some input to that so be, besides prayer what what else can people do to help you with that task with getting that ready anything well, brother obviously you know you know what it takes brother you guys put your hand to the kingdom plow you need you need leaders you need laborers you need prayer warriors, you need resources, you need funding, you, you know, you need all that kind of good stuff. And oh, the other thing I forgot to mention too, though, is our website and, and new study course program, abolitionstrategies.com, that you all were involved. Yeah, I was going to get to that. Yes. And, um, and that we're, we're, 
we're wanting to use sort of as a kingdom warehouse center uh, to provide the helps and the training and the teaching mm. uh, to equip the church to fight this battle God's way. And again, you guys have been such a a blessing and a partner in all this, and I, I really do appreciate you guys. Well, that's the least we can do, brother. Um, we'll talk about that here in a second. I was just going to add... Uh, as far as the kingdom leadership stuff goes, I, I don't know if, I don't even know if you know this, Jason Storms taught our man camp uh, two weeks ago, I think. And it was uh, just, you know, as you would, would guess was fantastic. And uh, I mean, he kicked Zach and I in the teeth a couple of times and, you know, we left just really encouraged and fired up and our men, we had about 108 guys there, I think. And just, wow. they left just, yeah. just hungry for more and not just the men we you know we have 13 and up we had teenagers uh coming up and asking jason for his number and just just fired up and so we were super super excited about that and um you know i know just going along with what you were saying like i know the, the big conversation zach and i have been having is just we need to be more intentional you know with our men and and seeing that th that they want more was encouraging so we're like well they want more we need to give them more and and so, um, you know, just going with what you're saying, that's just, it's so needed, uh, in the, in the culture, but especially in the church. And that's why it's not in the culture because it's not happening in the church. And, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm thrilled for this program. And as soon as it's ready, you know, we'll be, we'll be promoting the heck out of it. So, yeah, that's, that's what I was going to ask you real quick is, you know, what if we aren't intentional? You know, yeah. what if we don't pour into our young man, teach them how to be entrepreneurs and, you know, put feet to their faith and apply scripture? What what happens if we neglect that duty? Brother, I, I, I will tell you, and I don't want to get spooky spiritual here, but I, I'm just <laughs> telling you, if the if the spirit is saying anything to the church in this day, manhood is broken. Yeah. And it needs to be repaired. Yeah. You know, we, it's, um, it's so intense. It's so real that even, you know, men like Jordan Peterson, Andrew Tate, you know, and I don't know where Jordan is on his journey. I don't know if he's a born again man, but I know he's getting more biblical yeah. in his thinking, but even the world is recognizing, you know, how devastating, uh, manhood is. In, in this nation, I mean, e even on, even in the physical realm, uh, our, our testosterone levels are like half of what it once yeah. was, mm -hmm. where we're literally losing our physical grip. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is such an overall assault against biblical manhood and biblical masculinity. And, and, and due to that assault, there is so much ruination that has come to our marriages, our families, our children, our churches, our culture, and our nation. And if there is such great need of this hour as to, well, Jordan Peterson, he did this video, and I, and I totally agree with him on this. He said every church needs to have a billboard that says, young men, we are the church of Jesus Christ. 
and we need you mm. and we want you come here and uh amen I, I, I he he nails it because once men repent and sort of shake off the the battle from within our sinful nature which is you know passivity irresponsibility the silence of adam you know our laziness our slothfulness and shake off the battle from without the feminist movement the the man-hating spirit of jezebel uh, you know once we cast those things off in jesus name and actually come back to our duties and our responsibilities the truth of the matter is once men step into those realms of fulfilling their duties and responsibilities once again god's authority will move through biblical masculinity and manhood and that is going to bring a lot of healing and a lot of deliverance to our marriages our families our children the church the culture and our nation amen this is critically important brothers we cannot miss that in this day this is so important for the future amen man i appreciate that so much and and uh there's a lot of toxic masculinity going on in here right now so i was hoping joy could balance it out a little bit um <laughs> Joy, you're kind of our in-house expert on feminism. Okay. <laughs> Not to put you on the spot. I'll take that title. But to put you on the spot. <laughs> but to put you on the spot. Uh, I would like to hear your take on this conversation, uh, you know, from your perspective on how the lack of biblical manhood, how it's affected, um, you know, women and, you know, and, and, you know, like I mentioned feminism and Russie mentioned it as well, mm -hmm. like, how that's, you know, had a, had a part in that. So, I'd love to hear. Yeah, hear um, your thoughts. Well, we live in an egalitarian society. We, um, we live in a feminist utopia where women are guilty of nothing, even murder. Yeah. Um. So if yeah. anyone's telling you that women haven't achieved equal rights, they're right. They've achieved more rights. Achieved more rights. Yep. <laughs> um. But uh. It's it's interesting, I guess, we're uh, in Theologians does a little online uh, book club, and we're reading um, The Pastor's Wife by Sabina Wormbrand, which is, of course, the wife of oh, yeah, Richard okay. Wormbrand, yeah. who was, if you don't know, a uh, Romanian Christian pastor who was uh, imprisoned for, I think, 14 years or something. But um, when the Russians were came into Romania and were kind of all uh, they were like pretending to be cool and copacetic with all the different religions and it's like we're not going to make you be communist like it's fine um, they had they were create they created basically this this office this society of the cults that would manage all the religions and stuff like that mm. which of course communism's goal would be to stamp out religion but they were saying a lot of things that were very concerning in this meeting and Richard and Sabina are sitting there with each other. And, um, and 
S- Sabina is kind of like, like you have, like you have to say something, you know, like this is not right. And he was like, if I say something, like you won't have a husband. Mm-hmm. And then she said, in in her book, she even says, um, not of her own courage, but she said to him, I don't need a coward for a husband. Oh, wow. Um, and of course, he went up and he spoke, and that he he was actually applauded at that meeting. It was later on that he was um, imprisoned, but. I think that that is something we have. We we live in a culture where, um, even even sort of the the disposition of women, even in good ways, like the gentleness, the beauty, the um, the just like the management and the care that's given, like those are all good things. But but we've taken those things and twisted them, and hmm. and um and a part of that I think is that like that you know we live in this this female run world um and so we have set what we think is best for how the world should work and um and that really is i think what that means is that a lot of us for a long time in specific ways and in cultural ways we've been telling our husbands i i want a coward for a husband mm. i don't want you to like if you go do that then I won't have anyone to help me with the dishes. If you go do that, then um, our neighbors are going to hate us. And I wanted to be on play dates with them, you know, and, and then even that, that applies in a very large societal way. Like, I don't, I don't want you to express any, like anything that can't be understood by female. Like, I don't understand the impulse to wrestle. (laughs) Don't, don't get it. Just do not get it. Um, (laughs) We're different. We're different. And so we've taken things like that and we've said, like, no, that's harmful. That's hurtful. What we want is for you to be like us, but men are not meant to be like us. And so I, I do think mm. that that in a world where I think that that if women are if Christian women are looking for a way to contribute at all, it would be to stop telling our husbands, telling our pastors, telling the men um, in our lives, telling our culture that we're OK with with our men being cowards. Um, and then, you know, and to take that even one step further, what we've done many times is we've turned our men into cowards and then we resent them yeah. for their cowardice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. it's like they, you can't win. Like who can win in a situation like that other than to become just totally passive and women don't like that either. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that, yeah, in terms of I, uh, I, I think women need to stop trying to shape uh, men into what they want them to be and and to um, embrace what what God says about what men are and mm-hmm. what they're to do. Um, and, you know, get over yourself. I think there's a reason. Sorry, I know I'm going on for a no, second. No, but this is <laughs> but fantastic. I, I do think, I think that, um, I think there's a reason that, like, you know, obviously this is not everyone's favorite verse, but when you talk about like women staying quiet during the assembly. And I think it's because um, I think maybe like a principle of that statement is like, get out of the way, like stop trying to be worshiped. Like I know that I made you like God made us beautiful. He made us um, like physically um, beautiful and the jewel of your husband and all those things. Um, and I, th- I think it's kind of like, like you're, it's not about you. Like yeah. you're not the one that's meant to be worshiped. Like it's mm-hmm. me get out of the way. Um, and I think that, I think we get in the way a lot. 
that was if that answers your question that was fantastic <laughs> that was excellent rusty you want to i want to hear your thoughts after that little gem that joy just dropped on us well concerning richard and Sab- is it sabina mm-hmm. sabrina, sabina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah she um i think the part of that conversation which really broke my heart was um you know richard these people are spitting on christ yeah and somebody needs to stand up and wipe that spit from his face and um and obviously god used that woman uh, to infuse a backbone into richard and it inspired him to stand up and he knew it he knew Mm -hmm. When he stood up and spoke out, he knew that it, it was going to come for him. But thank God for a godly woman. Yeah, yeah. You know that, and 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 people need to understand that. Um, I I just got done uh, reading the book. It's good to be a man by Michael Foster. I don't know if you Zach's going yeah. through that right now with his boys. Read yeah, that in the midst of that. But he, to really uh, comment on the issue of like sort of the battle between the sexes and, and, and that, I, I really love the way he puts things in perspective between the man and the woman under the Lord. And so one of the truths he brings out is, you know, there's a creation dominion mandate, mm-hmm. you know subdue take dominion be fruitful multiply fill the earth and of course adam could not complete that kind of work unless adam had a helpmate uh, to be able to fulfill what god had called uh, adam to do and to be uh, in the earth and so what's interesting he, he shares how, to a certain degree, man gets their identity, their meaning, their value in relationship to the work that God has called them to do and to be. And one of the things he brings out was that out of the chaos, you know, God creates the earth, and in the earth, he creates this garden, and that's where he plants Adam. And he says, all right, you're going to start here in this garden and I've given you the prototype and but now your job is to go into all the world and basically turn the world that is untamed and turn it into this garden and that is his commission okay and then of course the second part is to you know be fruitful multiply fill the earth well Obviously, that takes a spouse, that takes a mate, that takes a helpmate. And so here's God's original plan and how it breaks down between the sexes, right? Well, of course, the fall comes. And what do we see? Well, the very things that God called us to do and to be and be be productive in now is opposed. It's resisted. But here's the thing. God didn't remove the call to produce. 
and to fulfill these mandates and these commissions, except now there's going to be resistance. So what do we see in men when it comes to subduing and taking dominion? Well, we've inherited a lot from the first Adam, our silence, our inactivity, our passivity, our irresponsibility, our laziness, our slothfulness that we have to contend with, okay? And then when it comes to the female side of things, you know, what are the two things required of the woman when it comes to being fruitful and multiply and filling the earth? Well, two things are required. Um, submit to your husband and be willing to have babies. What are the things that women don't want to do and don't want to be in the world? We don't want to submit, and we certainly don't want to have babies. Um, and so it, it, it's those issues that literally should drive men and women to the cross of Jesus Christ mm -hmm. and show our great need for salvation and redemption because the very things we're called to do and be and produce in the earth has been derailed by sin and by the fall. And it's only through Christ and coming to him that we can get back to the role of what it means to be men and women uh, in the Lord, and then continue to fulfill this creation, you know, cultural mandate, and obviously advance the gospel of the kingdom in yeah. the world. Amen, brother. That's excellent stuff. Um, did you want to say that? Otherwise, I'm going to... No. Okay, so let's talk about uh, abolition strategies then with the time we got left, and so you when did you came up with that book in twenty one? Is that right? Is that when I you released think it? So <laughs> it gets to be a yeah. blur. <laughs> I know the last. <laughs> yeah, since twenty twenty, it's like, like what state yeah. am I in right yeah, exactly. now? Exactly. Well, you came out. Rusty came up with the released the book about abolition strategies, which I know we've I believe we've had you on to talk about that um, and, and help you promote that. It's an excellent book, and we highly recommend that if you're getting involved in this fight and. Um, and then you asked us to teach chapters of it um, for a video course, which we were very honored to do. And um, so you just, you just really like, was it, it was in January, right? Where you released the website and all that. You tell me, I'm, I'm just guessing now. So you, you tell me what's going on with it. Yeah, it was just actually a couple of months ago. Um, and mm -hmm. thanks be to God for this dear brother, Rustin. Uh, he saw the value of the book, you know, Biblical Strategies to Abolish Abortion. And um, he wanted to get it out to a larger audience. And so he came up with this idea of putting together a website and and other helps and things of that nature. And um, so together we, we worked on this project. And um, so what what the... Excuse my glasses are screwed up here. Um, but what what the website provides, yeah, you can get access to the book, Biblical Strategies to Abolish Abortion, but it also has the video series that mm -hmm. 
you know, that you guys were involved in and, and pastors and leaders of this movement each graciously took a chapter and did a video teaching on it. And uh, and so it allows people to go through that course uh, with the videos. And then we also have an audio version. And then we just completed the study guide. And then, of course, there's other helps and resources that are available. And so the purpose here, guys, is, again, to have this sort of kingdom warehouse resource center that could be made available to pastors, to elders, to fellow Christians and magistrates mm -hmm. so they can get the training and their teaching and what they need to how to fight this battle uh, not according to humanistic terms and means and ways, but according to the will, the word, and the way of the Lord. And again, guys, I got to thank you for the bottom of my heart uh, for participating in this and partnering with us in this great and just cause. Well, the honor is all ours, brother, um, even that you asked to be a part of it. We're so grateful for that. So uh, people can go to abolitionstrategies.com, correct, to get the book and or mm -hmm. the video course? Yes, sir, they can. So if you guys are wanting to get in this fight or you're already in the fight and you haven't gotten this book, you need to get it. Um, well, I can tell you, man, Here we're, we need, I know we got to wrap up here in a few minutes, but the fruit the fruit of this, you know, I know this book, I feel like it's like a, a culmination of like 35 years of ministry for you, right? It's about 35. And, uh, you know, just the fruit is, is, is it's coming, right? We're seeing it. And I, just to kind of talk a little bit about just, again, what's going on currently, one of the most encouraging things to me is that darkness is being brought to light, right? So we're, we're forcing the, the pro-life industry to say out loud what they've been saying behind closed doors for years. And, uh, I mean, even yesterday, I think I saw it was the, what was the Kentucky attorney general and then Kentucky right to life or something like that. Don't quote me on that, but it was one of those groups. Um, you know, they're coming out saying, Oh, we can never, we can never support these bills that criminalize them. <laughs> you know, and it's just one group after another, and, uh, you know, and that's, that's fruit, that's tangible fruit of this book, really, you know, because there's a lot that goes into, to getting people to that place. Uh, it's not just a, it's not just a one thing. There's a, a lot of things that need to be done in order to get to that place. And, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just so happy for you, man. Cause I know you've worked so tirelessly and been through so much and suffered a ton and, you know, to be able to see some of this uh, paying off has got to be rewarding for you to some level. I know we're not where you want to be, but we're getting there. Oh, brother, listen. Oh, no, you guys, you know, I, I feel at this point in my life, Luke, you know, that I'm, I'm here now just to hold the ladder and let this next generation climb. I just want to hold it steady for you guys. My heart is that you guys go further up and further in. You know, every parent, if he's a true parent, wants their children to do better than they did. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah. and that's also true of the sons and daughters of the faith, you know. Um, 
I'm not a perfect man. I got a feet of clay, uh, you know. Um, and to see, really, what we're seeing is just the faithfulness of God over a lifetime. Yeah. You know, um, I, I could just say the one thing I guess we didn't do is that we didn't give up. <laughs> we didn't take up our marbles and go home when it mm. got tough, you know. We, um, through the Lord's help, persevered and and overcame and and we're seeing things that I I never dreamed I'd be seeing. Yeah. And 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 let me tell you guys, you apologia, Pastor Jeff and your leadership team. Um I tell you when the message and the vision and mission was, you know, received by you guys, the Lord took it to a whole different level. And um the fruit of your ministry tells the story. And, and that's why, and I, I do want to conclude this, and I'm very serious about this. Um, those of you that follow Apologia, those that are in the church, those of you that are involved with End Abortion Now, I plead with you, pray for Pastor Jeff, pray for Luke, pray for Zach Morgan, Zachary Conover, um, Joy, and the leadership team, you know, God has raised them up for such a time as this, and they are bearing good kingdom fruit, and they will uh, be targeted by the evil one. And um, they need your prayers. They need your love. They need your support. And uh, please take that seriously. Um, it's very, very important in these days as uh, the Lord is shattering the darkness and the light of his kingdom is going forth and prayer really soon and very soon child sacrifice the shedding of innocent blood is going to be driven back to hell mm. from whence it came in amen. jesus name god bless you guys i love you amen brother we love yeah, you thank and you that means the world to us thank you well if you're going to stand there and hold that ladder at least hold the basket so you can catch all the fruit falling <laughs> you can eat those apples and bananas <laughs> Yeah, amen. I love strawberry banana. <laughs> well, you guys, you guys want to add anything before we wrap up here? No, I was just going to say, if you track it down throughout history, when God puts great evils under his foot, he does it through his, he mobilizes his men to do it. And it's always, I mean, the toughest guys, when you think about slavery, whatever it is, you know, um, the toughest guys are those foundational pillars, like Rusty is saying, who just don't quit. You know, they're, they're the ones that paved the way for it to happen. And, you know, he's not, we still need him for a couple more decades, but he's just one of those yeah, you're not giving up yet. pillars that, uh, you know, we are where we are because of his labors. And that's just a matter of fact. Amen. Joy, anything? Yeah, I think that, well, you know, because of the relative, well, uh, you know, the people that came before us worked so hard and built something really amazing and i think that's afforded us a lot of just privilege and ease which is a good thing yes yeah. um but now i think you know it's it's softened us a little bit and even just like standing firm in your convictions and your principles it's at one point that would have been considered like the bare <laughs> minimum yeah but that's really that's really such a huge that wedding wedding word indeed and really actually being a christian and not just saying 
that you're one that's like pivotal yeah right now so just being able to stand firm and even obviously i know that not all you didn't just stand there <laughs> rusty but you you stood fast you stood firmly and strongly and that's uh that's you know in our in our life of relative ease and luxury yeah. that's that goes very very far nowadays yeah you know well our 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 founding fathers fought very hard for us to ha- have easy lives and unfortunately uh you know what happens is men become too comfortable yeah mm-hmm. and then you know and I, there's a quote i just came across the other day from Her- uh, herodotus herodotus i think is how you say his name greek guy early on said um that soft lands produce soft men and that's what we've been talking about we've gotten too comfortable too fat literally and uh stay hard stay hard (laughs) we gotta get hard stay hard and uh yeah we've just become cowards and lazy and and so now the men that are being produced are just soft effeminate cowards and uh we need to overthrow that nonsense yeah that's one thing where i think god uses the enemy's devices for our good which we track throughout scripture too is yeah i mean we we experience it daily Mm -hmm. the attack from the enemy but it does condition and toughen us um, as he does it it's almost like he assaults us we don't want that to happen we need the prayers of the saints but it also really toughens us as men and keeps us kind of hard and not soft you know to weather the storm and be able to shoulder the burden or more burden as we you know move down history or move down whatever god that has for us and trying to move the ball further down the field when it comes to the uh you know abolition abortion fight we have to be tough enough to be able to do that and so he i think that's where there's the sovereign superintendence over the enemy and 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 allowing him to do that to keep us strong yeah. to keep us right. tough you know well and we're Amen. so we just like we are so inclined to seek for our own pleasure and comfort that we like reject that conditioning but like you said and even like i said i guess at the beginning of the episode like that's god preparing you like don't like if things are hard you don't just seek comfort no because then no. you are you're missing out on that conditioning you're rejecting like preparation mm. yeah for that, things to come that's exactly what i was thinking it's like lord i want to do your will i want to accomplish big things for you he's like well i got to prepare you yeah in affliction yeah. and trial and pain is right. how i do it and so we have to understand that so we don't just bounce when those when he orchestrates those type of things for our preparation yeah amen, amen. well brother rusty where can people get a hold of you if they want to if help out or anything well we got a bunch of websites (laughs) (laughs) i know that i know that struggle oh yeah yeah i'm about to name a bunch of them (laughs) oh golly um probably um elijahmin.com we got uh rustythomas.org we got kingdomleadershipinstitute.org we got jeremiahstrong.com uh, we got a bunch of stuff out there, buddy. I mean, they can just look me up, search. You yeah. know, there's 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 ways to get a hold of us. You know, hold of me and and you know, my, like I said, guys, my purpose at this point is um, to serve this next generation and prepare for the generations to come. Yeah, and I I believe that's my kingdom assignment at this stage of my life, and and I just want to press on and end well for the Lord, man. Amen. Amen. 
Well, we love you, brother. We appreciate you being able on, being able to be on with us today. And I think you're supposed to be getting some rest. So try to do that, will you? Yeah, right. <laughs> we love you, man. We'll uh, we look forward to having you back on again sometime soon. Hopefully, one of these uh, events will these uh, uh, abolition events will actually connect. I know we've been like just missing each other. So I know, I know. I want to be. I want to. I want to be with you guys. It just. It's good to have that fellowship with you Amen. all, truly. All right. Well, thank you, brother. And again, everyone, please go and uh, support Rusty and, and his work. And it's so vital and important. And I uh, love him a ton. And so I am I need to I, – I completely failed to mention our, our partners at the beginning. Uh, I was so excited to get Rusty on that uh, I forgot. So we, as always, I want to thank the Armored Republic. Um, you can visit them at ar500armor.com. I uh, actually saw David Reese at our event yesterday. It was good to see him, and uh, they're just doing great work, and uh, they make great armor, and um, they're all about liberty. We love that. And, of course, New St. Andrews uh, College in Moscow, Idaho, nsa.edu. You should send your kids there. It's awesome. And uh, what else? And abortion now. We talked a lot about that today. Uh, here's my chance to, to rattle off some websites. Um, we need your support. All this stuff we're doing. I mean, literally, I I can't even begin to tell you how busy we are. I've tried and I've probably failed, but we have so much going on. Strictly within abortion now, it's just speaking of bananas. It's bananas, uh, b a n a n a s bananas. Um, and so we thank you for your support. Everything we're doing is from you guys. We can't do it without you. So thank you. And of course, Apologia Studios. You can sign up for our all access account, which we. I uh, have some new stuff coming here very quickly that will be very awesome and exciting. I just saw the promo. Did you see, did you see the new I promo? I didn't get a chance to see you it. You saw it's it. It's good. It's awesome. Oh. Uh, so ex- exciting stuff coming for there and, of course, Bonson, you. Um, and I'm sure I'm forgetting a zillion other things, but uh, we love you guys. And uh, <laughs> Nowadays, you can tell how hard someone's working in their ministry by how many websites yeah. they have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I only mentioned a couple of them. <laughs> We've got more. We've got more. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Zachary Morgan. You're welcome. I always like having you on. Enjoy. It's good when you're on. Thank you. And not it's a sick. Pleasure. <laughs> Been sick a lot. So yeah. All right. That's all I got. Oh, next week we hopefully we're planning on doing a special live show on location somewhere, but I don't know for sure it's going to happen. So I don't want to announce it, but be looking for that. So I'm excited. Hopefully that'll Ooh. happen. But. uh That's all I got. Peace out. See you guys. See ya. God bless you guys. Mm